Hey everyone, it's scriptwriter Steve. Today is Wednesday, so you know what that is. It's Wedding Wednesday. We're not going to talk barbecue. We're not going to talk movies, even though my show is called Barbecue to Movies. I do own a wedding company. It's called Dream Weddings Hawaii. And, you know, I promised, made a promise to everyone that on Wednesdays we would talk weddings. So here we go. And um, today we will be, well, I will be addressing the topic of ministers. Now, to me, I think the minister is the most important ingredient in, ingredient in a wedding because it makes everything go around. If you have a great ceremony, it, you know, you're going to have a great day. If you have a great ceremony, you're going to remember it for the whole, your entire life. If you have a horrible ceremony, you're always going to look back and say, man, that minister was cheesy. You know, that, that minister who dressed up like Elvis, maybe that's for you. But maybe you didn't want an Elvis impersonator. Maybe you wanted a real minister and then you got Elvis, right? So that would ruin your day. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that today. I'm going to go through um, the different types of ceremonies. I'm going to th go through and how to book them too because some of them, oh, I would say even a lot of them, man, they charge way too much for what they're doing. You think about it. They're only working for about 10 minutes and some of them want close to 500 bucks. That's way too much money. Way, way too much money. So um, I'm going to get straight into this. I am going to be emotional and waving my arms here, even though you can't see me. I'm going to be a big arm talker today. Um, but hold on. I've got to pay the bills around here. So uh, I'll be right back after these messages, and then we'll get straight into it. All right, I am back, and we are talking ministers. Let's get straight into this. So ministers... You know, again, in my opinion, I, I'm kind of repeating myself. They really make your entire wedding. Again, if your ceremony goes bad, you're just, you're just going to be complaining about it. If your minister goes, is good, your ceremony is good, you're always going to be talking about it. But even more so, myself, as a wedding planner and a photographer and a videographer, I wear a lot of hats. You know, if you have a minister who understands production and coordination and entertainment, it just makes everything a lot easier. For example, if, if they're entertaining and you're a videographer, you don't have to edit out a lot of parts in the ceremony. Um, they're not boring to watch. So when you watch it back on the video, you can watch it back 100% in real time and it will be great. It will be great. Um, if they're horrible, you're gonna, a lot of that footage you want on the cutting room floor um, because it's just not entertaining. Um, now, if you have also a really great minister, they know their angles. Um, the minister, which I which I work with, my ministers are well trained for my company. They make sure when they at, at the last part where they kiss, they step out of frame just a little bit to the right or left, depending on the on the landscape, so we can get that perfect picture of the couple. If the couple there kissing with the minister on the side, instead of having the couple kissing and then the minister's face is right in between, because if the minister's face is right in between the couple, it looks like the minister's face, the couple's kissing the minister on the cheek sometimes if you're not too careful. So again, ministers know this kind of stuff, like really good ministers, they make for great photos. And, and even when it comes down to planning, when it comes down to planning, a minister that shows up on time is great. Because if a minister doesn't show up on time, Everything is screwed up. I mean, everything. And don't think a minister will not show up on time. You know, these ministers, some of these ministers, I mean, I've, you know, I've, I've, done, I've done weddings where I, I just functioned there as the photographer or the videographer, or, and the minister didn't show up until like an hour later. And all of a sudden, that messes up everything. The, the photographer charges more, you know, the, or some, someone has to go somewhere else or something. It's just horrible. So you want a minister 
who is, um, you know, very, very, very good, you know, punctual, um, shows up on time, is responsive to emails and everything like that. So we'll get into the first thing first. You know, we're going to start, we're going to talk from the beginning, how to book your minister, where to find them. So usually, if you book with a, um, a company like mine, Dream Wedding Hawaii, and we have ministers on, um, basically on call already. Um, we, we have very close relationships with these ministers. You know, they do about 99% of all of our weddings. So when we, we say, hey, we got a we have a wedding tomorrow, blah, 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 they'll they'll say, hey, we, we can do it yes or no, we get back, they'll get back to us right away. Um, they are independent contractors, they're not part of our salary team, but we work so closely together, it feels like you know we're we're like a big family all the time. Um, a lot of other wedding companies um, they, they work very much like us, but they, they have a very big network of ministers. So exactly who you're going to get, um, it's really up in the air. Uh, we only have two that we work with, or two or three. So it's one of those three. And then the, you, you kind of, you know, we can kind of, you, you can kind of choose who you want. Um, the other one, the other companies, you don't really get to choose. But this is the way it works with a lot of companies because everyone's an independent contractor. And we kind of all juggle the same ministers as well because sometimes if we're stuck in a rut and we say, hey, you know, we need a minister, we may call another company or, or, or call other ministers who, are, who, who again, they, they moonlight with other companies. Well, moonlighting is the wrong word because, you know, they're, they're not unionized, right? But, you know, they're, they're independent contractors, so they work with a lot of different companies. So, you know, who... You know who you're going to get sometimes if you work with a wedding company. It's hard to pick and choose. Really hard to pick and choose. Now, now if you now these a lot of these ministers they do work on their own, and there's a lot of ministers who work on their own, and uh, you'll find those that work on their own they they tend to charge a lot more, and I don't really agree with it. Um, uh, I I've seen some ministers they charge upwards between four fifty to five hundred dollars. Now, now take take this in mind. They're only, and even $350, I think it's way too much, or 300 and above. But think about this. They're only working 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. That ceremony is quick. I mean, where, would, where in the world does a job you know, where you can get paid you know, to work 10, 15 minutes and it's 300 something dollars? And even if they have to travel, that's still a lot of money. I mean, I, don't, I really don't think it's worth it. A lot of times I have a problem, you know, when I, you know, you know, when I hear that price, I say, oh, I'm not going to be using you. They're, they're charging me that price too sometimes if I'm stuck in a rut. And I say, hey, you know, um, I got this last minute ceremony. All of my ministers on my dial, on my sheet are all taken up and go to this guy who's expensive. I say, well, give us a price there. They'll say like 350. I say 350. So I'm giving you a deal. I usually, I usually charge 500. Oh, that's really too expensive for 15 minutes of work. I'm sorry. Now, if you're a photographer or videographer, like we could talk. A minister? No. And a lot of times, you know, again, per second, per minute that they're charging, it's way more than what a regular, you know, than a photographer would make. And they don't have all the overhead and all that, you know, you know of, of doing, of, they don't have to buy equipment other, other than buying a robe and, and, up there, and they're up there talking. And many of them who charge that much, I'll tell you the truth, they're not that great. So where do you find ministers? So you could go through, through a wedding company like, you know, like ours, like Dream Weddings Hawaii or any of the other wedding, the, the beach wedding companies out there, and you'll get a list of wedding ministers that they use, or you'll have to go with one of theirs. Um, you can find them also um, independently if you just Google um, a Hawaii wedding minister and pick and choose one of those. And then, and then you can also look on, um, I think, The Knot, which I hate. I hate The Knot. Um, they rip off, you know, but we'll get into that later on, maybe on another prod podcast, but then um, you, you, can, you can maybe find someone to not, like we're, and then the last place where I think you should check is Craigslist, okay, um, 
I've worked with some some ministers who are on Craigslist, and these guys are they're they're completely ordained ministers legally. You know, they get anybody can get ordained. Um, but then, <laughs> I, I swear, one minister he worked out of his car. He worked. He I think he was homeless. I really do. Um, but he charged them I think about fifty dollars or so, and and uh, it was still a ripoff. In that case, in that case, I would rather go with the five hundred dollar one because he was late. He was horrible. He even forgot the couple's names. I didn't use them. The couple booked them. I would never book. Uh, you know, by rule, I would never book anyone from Craigslist. Anyone. No one. No one. No one. So, how can you tell? A, now, once you find all of these ministers, the the question is, how can you find? How can you determine who's good and who's not good? Right. So, I have, I have a couple rules of thumb. Well, first of all, I want to make sure I can get a hold of a video that I can see from beginning to end. And I don't want an edited video. I don't want an edited video. I just want a raw cut video. It can even be shot on someone's cell phone. And I would, I don't want to hear every single word that that's, that's coming out of that minister's mouth. Every single word. And I have my, my first rule of thumb is that I want to be entertained from beginning to end. I don't want to be bored. Okay, so if the minute I get bored, I say, man, this is way too, way too freaking long. You know, even, even myself as the wedding planner, I'm getting bored. If I get bored, that's really a problem, right? But you as your, your bride and groom should not be bored. Should not, it should, I mean, it has to be good. So it's number one rule for me. It got to be entertaining, all right? Number two, that minister has to be genuine. Even though these ministers, they're, they're, they're very much playing a role. And trust me, they do this, you know, when they're, when they're professional, they do these like, you know, my ministers who are on my staff here. Well, not staff, but you know, my contracted ministers. They, <laughs> I think one minister has done about 25,000 weddings. The other one, about 15,000 weddings. Uh, and then the third one there, he's only done maybe about, I think, around 50. But he's still good. But again, you know, the, the, the guys who are doing 20,000, you know, the 10,000 wedding guys, the, you, you can tell like, it's hard for them to be genuine on every single wedding. Because, you know, again, it's like an actor. You know, they're, you have to, you know, they've said the same line over and over again sometimes. So how do you still stay genuine? And, and um, when they, but when they say these words, they say it as though they said it for the first time. So a lot of it is acting, you know, they're acting on that edge, you know, you know, you know, kind of pretending in a way that they've never said these things before. So you have to look for that. Are they delivering these lines like a really good theatrical stage actor who's, who's again, on Broadway, who has said the same thing over and over and over again. They just said the same line. They fell in love with the same character like yesterday or last night. But you're watching that Broadway and you believe that they fell in love that first time. It's like watching that Hallmark movie with that girl who keeps falling in love every Christmas, right? You believe them because they're so good actors. So it's the same thing when it comes down to a minister. They have, yeah, they have to be believable. They have to be genuine. Man, these words coming out of their mouth, they've only said them to me. They're not an echo of something else. And um, so they've got to be authentic. That's, that's my other thing. So again, not be, bore, not be boring, being entertaining and being authentic, all right? Now, when it comes down to the... The whole, hmm, next thing is, uh, to me, I think it comes down to the, the style of the actual wedding. My pet peeve when it comes to Hawaii weddings or, or any type of wedding I've seen are the use of acronyms. That's number one. I hate acronyms. I mean, what, why are you giving us an acronym during a wedding? So here, I've, I've seen it here in Hawaii. They, they break down the word aloha. A stands for this. L stands for this. O stands for, and it's just a long sermon. 
and it's stupid. It's stupid. I mean, it's boring and it's stupid, right? And and uh, every every couple who I called, who who, I've, who um, booked these ministers, and some of them are very expensive, like four hundred bucks, right? You're getting lecture on a damn acronym, which Aloha is not even an acronym, right? So they're making they're making something up, you know. And then this 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 um this ceremony. Again, I've seen a couple of ceremonies, even by locals, where again they use they're, they're using a freaking acronym. It pisses me off. So um, that's my one thing. I I really don't like the acronyms at all, uh, at all. All right. Um, second thing. Second thing. All right. The second thing is cheesy advice. Cheesy advice. I, I <laughs> that's almost bad as the acronym. Let's kill, all right? But um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what the ads exactly said. But when a minister gives out really bad advice during a wedding, or just cheesy, and uh, it's not even made as a joke, that's when like you know everything just is a, you know people just roll their eyes and you know the couple just rolls their eyes and they're saying really, are you serious? Okay, you know really you know so um those are the two main things. If I think of anything else while I'm, you know, giving off this podcast, I'll let you know. Because I'm doing this freestyle shooting from the hip again, like I always do. That's why I do all my podcasts, by the way, just shoot from the hip. I don't, and I have some notes to go by, but I, I kind of just, you know, but I just want to, they're just bullet points and I just speak as though the thoughts are coming straight through me. Okay, so um, now, now what are we going to, let's see here. Now, now when it comes down to rehearsals. Now, rehearsals to me, I don't think um, you need your minister that are there at all. Uh, rehearsals are more for if you you have a um, a large party with um, a large wedding party, you know, with um, with again groomsmen and bridesmaids, and you need to coordinate when they need to walk down. That's when you need a rehearsal of some sort. Your coordinator should do that, not your wedding minister. All right, your wedding minister. In fact, you should. The only thing you have to worry about is, you know, one not dropping the ring and putting the faint ring on the ring on the right finger and which your minister will tell you should tell you exactly what to do you know put you know, you hold out your hold out your left hand put your hold hold the ring and then put it on there and they'll, the minister is very good at giving instructions they should be they should be so and every time you hear the minister it should be as though you heard those words for the first time you know a lot of times in the rehearsals when you have the rehearsals and the, and the couple is going up there and you see it for the first time, you know, them going through a ceremony, and, and they're giggling and, and 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 having fun and everything, and um, and I'm and I'm, I'm there watching as a wedding planner and also their photographer, and, and then all of a sudden, when it comes to their wedding day, the next day, that energy is is lost. That's really really lost. It was there when the minister was there because it felt there. It it was real and authentic that one time, but the second time going around, they've been there, done that, and they're again, they're not the bride and groom are not actors, right? Okay, so they lost their edge. But even though the minister hasn't lost his edge because he's done about, you know, 15,000 of these, the bride and groom has lost it. So they've been down this road just just about 24 hours ago, and here they're going to do it again on the beach. But they lost it, you know? I mean, I've had brides where they've cried during the wedding rehearsal because it was so real. And then during on the wedding day, they don't cry. No, we want to have them cry on the wedding day. You know, so again, it, you know, you don't need a wedding rehearsal with the minister there, all right? Okay, so um, and now we're going to just talk about, before I get into the whole thing about the, um, the wedding ceremony, uh, I want to talk about the wedding permit. Okay, now I, I don't agree with the permit law at all. It's 1 million percent unconstitutional, but we have it here. So, um, so, so beaches that are public, 
um, you're, you're basically, for most of them, about 99% of them, you'll need a wedding permit. And the person in charge of getting that permit, because it's a commercial, uh, commercial venture on the beach, is the minister. Now, now, um, if your wedding is taking place on like non, uh, like um, say for example, city and county land such as Magic Island or military land, um, military beaches such as Bellows, um, or even a private property that kind of butts up to the ocean, like Bear Estate, you won't need um, um, you won't need a permit. But the person who's in who's in charge of getting that permit is actually the minister. It's not the wedding company, it's the minister. And that minister will um, should be in charge of it. Now, he'll, he'll charge you maybe about 100 to $200 for it. It really depends. Um, it costs, here's the thing, that, that, that permit costs $25, um, his cost, right? His or her cost. But it's the insurance that, that screws up everything because big name companies like State Farm or Prudential, they don't wanna insure a beach. So how much that, that minister pays for insurance, it varies. So they may go with like some small company that would charge them maybe you know, $200 per year, which they know for a fact, hey, no one's ever going to sue the minister. Or they may go with, if they go with State Farm, I, I got a quote from State Farm one time, they wanted $20,000 per year. You know, that, that's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy because you're insuring a damn beach. Right? And again, this whole thing was made by the lot by the the lobby to to push from the hotel lobby to push um beach weddings back into the hotels by making it a cheap permit law which would be too expensive for most people to afford insurance to get the permit bunch of baloney complete bunch of baloney so again you you'll need a permit most of the time when you do these beach ceremonies um, minister is responsible for getting it now if your minister is your brother family member or whatever or your friend or uncle who got ordained online you don't need one. You don't need one whatsoever. Okay? All right. Okay, so now we're going to get into the whole wedding ceremony type of thing. Now, there's, there's, um, there's three types of, of wedding ceremonies out there. Um, and uh, they're all based around um, a Christian ceremony. Okay? And I know a lot of you are not Christians and you're not religious. But everything is based upon a Christian ceremony. And then from there... We basically have toggle switches that um, that that we turn on and off, you know, on and off, depending on the the bride and groom what they want. So a Christian ceremony is very simple. So basically, we we start off with um, we start off with a prayer, and then we start then we immediately start talking about you know the definition of marriage by what God believes it is. We read by um, you know um, first. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is the usual thing. You say love is blind, love is this, love is patient, and all those things. All it is is telling you that love is a commitment and not an emotion. That's all it is. And, um, and then from there, we go into the vows. We, and we, make, and uh, we go into the vows and we, we do repeating of the vows. Okay? And that's one thing I really like too. I, like, I want the couple to repeat the vows to each other. And um, so we don't want them to read off their vows like something they wrote before. And, uh, um, but we want them to repeat the words after us, okay? And after they repeat the words after us, then we give them the opportunity to say the vows which they wrote, okay? And that way, and then they'll actually be reading the vows off a piece of paper, and then they're, they're not keeping eye contact. But it's a lot different when they're keeping eye contact and actually looking at each, looking at each other and reading the, and um, repeating after us. Trust me on that. When they're looking at a piece of paper and reading their vows, it's not the same effect. And then after they read their personal vows, if they wrote anything, most of them don't, by the way, 
Then we go into the ring ceremony. And it's real simple. Again, and we want to make sure it's these are repeating the vows. They're different vows than the ones we just said before. They're ring vows, right? And then and then we go into those. And then we close with a closing prayer. And then after that, we pronounce them husband and wife for the first time. They kiss. And then, no, actually, no, they kiss, and then we pronounce them husband and wife for the first time, and then they walk off, all right? Now, when it's a Hawaiian ceremony, and when, when it's a Hawaiian ceremony, we just change the prayers to a Hawaiian chant. That's the only difference. And number two is we add, after, we add a lay exchange after the ring ceremony, and then something we call healo healo, which is, um, which is a, 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 a a, a twine tradition where you touch noses and foreheads together and share your first breath together as a person. It's pretty cool, right? And then you follow it with a Hawaiian chant prayer. And then you, you, you do the kiss thing, and then you now pronounce your husband and wife, you walk off, all right? Now, throughout all of this, we can also do a, a non-denominational ceremony. So what, what the hell is a non-denominational story? I mean, ceremony. Well, that's where we just don't define who God is. So in the Christian ceremony, we do, we say the word Jesus, right? Uh, in the Hawaiian ceremony, they do also say Jesus because a lot of Hawaiians, by the way, after King Kamehameha one, they turned Christian. Uh, Queen Kaahumanu made um, made all the Hawaiians Christian. She even outlawed the hula, which she believed was satanic. So a lot of Hawaiians are Christian, by the way. Tons of them, tons of them. Okay, and uh, and then. Um, so anyway, that's the only difference between a non-denominational and a Christian ceremony is that we don't define who the God is. So this is really good for like Jewish ceremonies where, you know, one couple may not believe in Jesus. Uh, one, one person may believe in Jesus and the other one doesn't. Or, you know, they have different faiths and everything like that. And they don't believe in it, uh, you know, who that God is or some or some some couples believe in a higher power, but not necessarily Jesus. So that's, again, it's a non-denominational ceremony. And then we go into what we call a civil ceremony. So civil ceremonies are where we even don't mention a higher power at all. Um, they, now it's really interesting because um, a lot of some couples want civil ceremonies that are Hawaiian, and we tell them, you know, in advance that well, the Hawaiian ceremony is not really a civil one because you're they are acknowledging a god and and the land and everything like that. And then most couples say, well, we don't know, we don't, we can't understand it anyway, so we don't really care. Um, but just to let you know, if you do, if you do want a civil ceremony, a Hawaiian, the civil ceremony is no religion, but the Hawaiian ceremony is religious. So it's kind of like, you know, what, which one do you want, right? But again, you're not going to be able to understand the Hawaiian ceremony, but you'll love it. Trust me, you'll love it. Um, you might as well get it, right? But again, the civil ceremony, we don't acknowledge, acknowledge any higher power whatsoever, but we still acknowledge your promise of love and everything together and, and, and so forth. So those are like the four ways of doing things. Now, as far as like doing um, other type of ceremonies, um, you know, I've been to an Islamic ceremony before, uh, and those are very different. Um, it really depends on, on, on who your, your imam is. And some of them are, they, they feel like Christian ceremonies where the couple is holding hands and there is a kiss, even at the end. And so that's if you're, you have a different type of, you know, I think it's a different sect of, of, of Islam. And then there was another one where the couple were in chairs and they weren't allowed to sit next to each other. And um, there was a ring ceremony, but there was no kiss at the end. So uh, it really it really depends on what type of, you know, ceremony, you know, what what type of sect, uh, I guess, that, that, that couple belongs to. Um, but I think there's only one, one or two... Islamic, uh, what do you call like um, 
uh, I guess, places down here. I was going to say cathedrals, but that's not the word. I forgot the word for it. Uh, better watch what I say, right? <laughs> better watch what I say. So, all right. So this is what, um, th this right here is, um, I guess, basically the, the conclusion of all the, the minister stuff. Now, again, how much should you pay for a minister? Huh, that's really tough. Okay, so um, my company at the moment charges $175 at dreamweddingshawaii.com. Okay, um, I think we're going to raise our prices up to $200. Um, still not sure. We haven't raised our price for a while, um, but we charge $175. $175. Um, I've seen, we're one of the cheaper ones out of all the others out there, and our ministers are, again, some of the better ones out of there. Um, but Again, if you're going with another company, I think around the going price right now for an okay one is around two twenty-five to two seventy-five, which I still think you know that price still bothers me a little bit. Um, but um, yeah, you know, but um, that's what I'm seeing right now on the, on the outside. I'm never going to go that high unless inflation goes really just skyrocketing in, you know, with all the stimulus money coming out. That may just happen. So uh, I think around you know two twenty-five to seventy-five, you're fine for a minister. Um, we don't include the beach permit fee with our things because with our fee because we're not sure if um, ceremonies that we're doing require permit and a lot of them don't because sometimes we're on hotel we're on hotels private estates we're on you know Magic Island a lot of times we're on places that you know areas that are right, right off the tax map key you know where no one can find us and in fact there's nowhere to give it out to like we're like in the middle of the damn forest so. Um, you know, it really, it really depends on where you go. Um, but, you know, if you want to get in touch with me, go ahead. Um, we're at dreamweddingshawaii.com and our phone number is 808-479-0685. Email address is info at dreamweddingshawaii.com and I'll be happy to answer any of your questions and all that. Um, that's about it I have for now. Um, as far as um, booking a minister, when to book it, when, when to book it. I would say if you can find one, book them. If you find one and you love them, book them. And I know a lot of you say, you know, they're wait, you're waiting for like a, you want to build your your wedding around the photographer's availability or this. You know, trust me, you know, there's so many great photographers out there. There's so many great videographers. There's so many of great of everything. There's not that many great ministers out there. So you find one you love, you, you get them. All right. You get them and you book with them. Um, don't take any risk. Like, and photographers are a dime of a dozen. They, they just copy each other's style and they overcharge everyone. It's really, that's how it works. So uh, anyway, that's about it for today. Really quick um, Wedding Wednesday podcast. If you have any questions, um, again, leave a comment in the video or the link that I'm going to be putting on Facebook. And then I'll answer your questions next week. Um, oh, one thing before we go, let's get a COVID update, COVID up, COVID, COVID update. We got to get that. Um, we only had 53 infections today, 53, the whole state of Hawaii. Isn't that pretty cool? You know, so our infection rates going down, um, even though tourism is get, going up, we have that pre-testing thing still yet. So that's helping. And, uh, we're kind of in a good position here because I think, you know, vaccines are out of the way, you know, and I think enough people are going to take, I'm very confident enough people are going to take it where we're going to see numbers drop. And um, so it's, I think um, next next summer, things are going to look really, really good. I think we'll be back. America will be back to normal by next summer. You know, the rest of the world, maybe not. But America, I think, will be back because most of us will be all vaccinated. All right. Okay, people, I'll talk to you later. Great talking. Bye.